Hey everyone, it's Keith. So it's late September 2021 and I've really fallen off with my regimen of podcasting and frankly I'm feeling overwhelmed. So let me just talk this through for a second. Um, I don't know if this will be an insightful episode or just a diaristic episode for my patrons. Um, yeah, I'm just very like inundated with administrative tasks that are somehow too much for me to handle. And I feel dumb. I feel stupid for saying that. And I actually feel less smart than I used to be. I feel like my IQ or my intelligence in general, somehow my information processing abilities are decreasing as I get older. Um, and that's scary. I also, I don't know. I'm like very aware of my personality and my conscious state when I'm dealing with stuff. And I don't know, like I might be identifying too much with this inability to handle life like this. Um, how should I put that? There are people that are very conscientious and industrious who succeed in hierarchies, in traditional paths, in, you know, professions and who take on responsibility and are given more responsibility and reward for their ability to handle things that other people can't or don't choose to do. Uh, People that take care of the red tape in life, you know? And this is like an inborn trait in certain kinds of people. Worker B, type A people are like that. And I am not one of them. And it makes it hard. It makes life harder. And just to give you some examples to talk this out for myself, I am living in Germany and I am a U.S. citizen. And I have successfully obtained uh, several, three uh, visas, two-year-long visas to be here. And now it's time to do that again. And it's extremely difficult to make it happen. And it's not that it's, I mean, it is the fact that it will be more difficult this time because I want to get a settlement visa to reside here permanently or have the, uh, the allowance to do that. Even if I do return to the U S regularly. Uh, and in order to do that, there is a lot more paperwork to show like a certification in a language course and tax records and, um, some other things. And the fact that I can't even name them all does stress me out. And it's a symptom of having this inability to have my mind around everything. But because of COVID for the past two years, it's very difficult to even get an appointment the way that I used to do that by going online and booking an appointment. Never mind that those websites are very difficult to understand even when you translate them to English because it's not clear exactly which case one is. Uh, never mind. It's just impossible to book an appointment because there are no availabilities. And I'm used to that in terms of being months out. Um, 
but in this case it was just been like every single day you go online you can't find one and it turns into this very complex problem to solve and life is a series of those and every single thing in your life is like that you know when you wake up you wake up in a bed you need to have a bed um you know typical middle class consumers it's not like this is a financial impossibility to have a bed it's it but it's still a problem to solve so you have to shop for which size of bed do you want which type of bed and mattress you know like every single thing in your life is one of these kind of problems and um, if you are a very industrious person that doesn't sweat the details none of these even seem like problems like you wake up you go into the bathroom you brush your teeth what kind of toothbrush are you holding what kind of soap are you using like this kind of stuff um it's small these are small things but they all do uh merit attention in my opinion every little detail merits attention in one's life in order to live a good life and those attentions to detail impress people which is why luxury hotels are impressive which is why you walk into someone's house and you gather an impression based on these kind of details. Of course, the general um, large aspects leave the biggest impressions. How big is this apartment? How much light does it get? What kind of furniture is in here? And living here in Berlin, I feel very unstable, I think, and I've I've kind of committed to instability, which is stupid. <laughs> I don't know why I really did that, and I don't advise it. I mean, I do know why I did it. It's because I just have this wanderlust, and I'm not able to commit to things in general, and it's hard, and I really want to believe fully in things before I commit, and that is true for betting and relationships and even a podcast episode, which is why I've waited weeks and weeks to record because you know it was over a month ago that I recorded an episode about the Flaneur life and I wanted that to become a series of introspective uh, studies on my personality and what I identify with and to get away from identity politics by talking more specifically about passions and interests and attractions and these sorts of topics and I tried to do that and I got distracted and I released one on Patreon that was more political because I'm also reading a book about gender and feminism and the sexes and I let that kind of overtake it and I wasn't happy with that and then Afghanistan happened you know the whole pull out of Afghanistan by the U.S. troops and everything so I wanted to mention that but I like I delayed on mentioning it because I didn't know if it was worth interrupting my flow in my podcast uh, production to discuss that, but I did. And then once I did, I was like, well, now I can do anything. I don't like I'm a little taken off my track. And then time has just passed. And I've been dealing with, for instance, this uh, bureaucracy stuff. I was also hit with an incredible, insane bill from my energy supplier saying that I owe them a lot of money 
for energy that I don't think I consumed because I live in a one room flat for a single man. And it's not like I'm mining Bitcoin here. Like, I don't know what could possibly be draining energy to this extent. I've replaced all my bulbs, you know, I turn them off. Um, yeah, I take hot showers with a water heater, but talking with this energy company, they were also like, Oh, are you running a business there? Like they couldn't like the meter readings don't add up and it's a huge detective work problem to solve. And I don't know how to do it. Like I'm very confused by it. And I'm like trying to read these letters that I get sent. They're in German, of course. And it's too much for me. It's just too much for me. It's beyond my mental ability. And I wonder how much that's true. Like I am smart and I don't say that to brag. It's like a fact, like of being thin or, you know, an ectomorph in body type. It's like I have a higher than average intelligence and I'm well-educated and I can do like logic puzzles and this kind of stuff. So you would think like, okay, just set it out like that and go through each step. But somehow, given the nature of this problem, it is overwhelming for me. Like I I get a panic attack when I'm looking at it. And I don't know what to do to resolve that. Like I need help doing it. And then it's an issue of like, what kind of help do I get? Like, do I lean on a close friend for that help? Well, because I am this kind of creative artistic personality type, most of my friends are like that too. And aren't bothered to deal with that stuff either. You know, like it's, it's the kind of thing where I need to hire somebody to help me. And then it's like, well, how do you even do that? Like, how do you find an administrative assistant to hire you know, never mind the costs of that and whether or not it's worth it and all this. Like, I don't even know how to find somebody like that. And then that brings us to another problem, which is filing taxes, which I do here in Germany. And it was a huge hassle to find someone to do that. And I just went to like a building in Alexanderplatz in the center of the city that was like a tax specialist. And I walked in and I asked for an appointment and I got that, you know. But it's like not the most personal touch. It's not the most affordable. It's not the most um, expedient. It's not the best work done. You know, it's like it's very generically done. And I don't I'm not that happy with their service, frankly. And they've been messaging me saying, Keith, do you want to continue your services here? And I thought, okay, I need to respond to them because I do need taxes filed, even though I don't make very much money in Germany. Like I do need to have this on the books reported for my visa standing and everything. But I just, when I see these emails in the past month or so from this tax company, I think, okay, right. I have to deal with that. But instead of just saying right away, like, yes, let's align, let's line something up so that we do this for this year. I ignore it because I think, okay, the tax thing is not as important as the visa thing. And the energy bill that's saying that I owe them five thousand euros in backed energy usage over the years which again is mind-boggling and scary they've even tried to deduct it from my bank account luckily i don't even have that much in my bank account so it's like this is these are more big these are bigger problems you know 
So I think like, okay, the tax thing, I'll get back to them. It's like almost like a solicitation, you know, so I don't know how urgent it is. And then every day, like I have my paperwork work like laid out on my table. And I think, right, I need to get into this. But of course I don't do it. Why would I? Like it's there on my desk, but when I wake up, I... I do all the other things in life like bathing and eating and dressing and then uh, like all of those obviously very mundane basic tasks. And then I think what else do I need to do? And I think about work. I think about producing images and, um, you know, being an artist. I think about my photo catalog and my video projects and that's what I'm thinking about really. And those also have deadlines those also need to be done and so it's like when do I find the time to go through this paperwork and it's not literally like the time of like it takes five minutes to read a piece of paper because as artists understand and probably everybody to some degree eight hours of studio time equates to about one or two hours of actual painting, you know, because you need to resolve yourself and meditate on the task at hand deeply in order to get to those depths of actual productive creativity. And it's the same with administrative skills and talents. Like, I think you probably need to get into that mind frame Now, people that are very adept at that, skillful uh, administrators, don't need as much time to sink right in. Just like for me, as like a skilled writer, if somebody sends me a text, I can look at it straight away and fix it up. I can put words to something quite easily. If somebody sends me a file, like if I'm looking at a batch of photos, like a, you know, like let's say I have like 400 pictures from the weekend that I took, I can open those up in Lightroom and go through them right away. I can like literally sit up in my bed, grab my laptop and start editing photos. I cannot do that with administrative tasks because it's just beyond my particular skill set. And okay, maybe when you hear that, you hear like a defeatist attitude. Maybe I'm admitting defeat. Maybe I'm like even, again, identifying too much with this negative attitude. And it's possible. It is possible. So, but I've, the the thing is that I've lived, you know, I've lived a life. I know what, okay, I have an understanding of cost and benefit. So like with a website, for instance, like I have a website, keithtelfan.com. Check it out. Um, I am not a web designer. I am creative. I have a very strong sense of design aesthetic. I know what I want. I've studied, uh, uni- I've studied UX, user experience. I know how an interface should feel, but I lack the technical ability to code. And I lack the overall understanding of the marketplace of web design. Like I know what's out there in terms of Squarespace and Wix and uh, Webflow and all this kind of stuff. Um, But which one is most suited for somebody like me? 
okay, well, probably Squarespace, but Squarespace is limited in what you can actually do with it because it's template-based. You can't really go in and do exactly what you want, but I know what I want. But that would require hiring a web designer who would charge a good amount of money that I don't necessarily can't afford or want to pay. And it's this kind of trade-off. Like, do I dedicate my next few months to learning web design? Is that a good use of my time? How important is it for my website to look exactly as I like versus making another, you know, photo series or film project? And it's the same with admin stuff. And I think this is where millennials especially have really been hoodwinked and conned by... I'm going to say like the hippie movement or like the countercultural movement in general, which says like, don't work for the man. Don't take a corporate job and sell out. This is very much how I grew up in the punk scene. Like I had a huge disdain for this attitude of corporate America, suit and tie America. Um, Go out and get a job, work nine to five, be a, you know, in the rat race. And in New York, I felt that pressure and that lifestyle a lot. And I really disliked it, which is why I moved to Berlin, where you don't feel it really at all. Like it's not tangible in your day-to-day life necessarily. But the problem with that is that when you turn away from that kind of attitude, you take on the the weight of being a self-employed freelancer running your own kind of business and just to cut to the chase like if I was working for a corporation I wouldn't have to worry about the paperwork of my health care or my visa even like there would be people working in that office who do that stuff and they would say Keith you're just responsible for the art and copy you know, just make the, just come up with the ideas or the design or the the images and we'll handle like your Krankenkasse, your, you know, your Gesundheits, whatever. Like that's how it would work. That's what corporations do. And that's an immensely beneficial to somebody that's, it's not that I have a specialization per se, because I'm, you know, I have multiple Uh, interests and skills you know like I'm not just a photographer I'm not just a writer whatever but I'm definitely a creative it's very hard for me to run a business I'm not good at promotion I'm not good at email blasts I'm not good at all these kind of things that are necessary to succeed in anything and when good intentioned people say well Keith maybe put your mind toward that and da 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 it just takes me way off my actual work it takes me in a totally different direction that I'm no longer thinking about what I could and should be thinking about which is art essentially and this is the sadness of artists this is most artists I'm not unique in this way at all most artists are like what I've described. They are good at the creative stuff and they are terrible at the real world, pen to paper, filing, and, you know, developing and pushing their careers. 
And there should be, in fact, there are managers and agents designed to help artists. But how do you find one? And I think for me, I guess my lament here is that in my life, I've never found this kind of help. I've never had someone in my corner that knows how to do all that stuff. And when I think longer on that, I have had that. But I didn't maximize it. I didn't utilize it. You know, my one of my best friends growing up, Scott, is that kind of person. And if we were in a movie of a more romanticized version of our lives, we would have had a company together doing something with music or arts or film. And he could have been that guy because he has those skills. And now instead he's working for the New York city government. And, you know, I I think that maybe another reason I'm feeling a little overwhelmed today. I'm very conscious of the relationships I've lost and the opportunities that I've missed and the, the lack of foresight to really commit to valuable people and things. And this tax thing is a good example because they've written me now today saying, so Mr. Telfan, we haven't heard from you, so we're cutting you off and we're no longer uh, representing you in your taxes, etc. And I had them as my tax people. I had them. And I didn't value them. And I didn't just send an email saying, oh, yes, I don't know. What do you need from me? Let's do this. I don't know. Whatever. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what. I don't even know what to say to you about it. Like, what kind of email would have sufficed? I guess anything like hi would have been like something. And then they could have said, okay, so hi, I'm glad you responded. This is what we need. I didn't do that because I just was lost in my mind this morass of responsibilities like I feel like it has to go in a certain order like settle the visa once you have this residence visa then you can line up the the taxes the language certification get a driver's license find a new apartment like all those kind of things you know but I I guess I like worry about putting the cart before the horse and like doing things out of alignment. So I didn't and I've lost them and they've just totally moved on. Like so many people in my life have, you know, fans of my work who want to buy prints and I never am able to get back to them to sell them one, you know, like I, there's just too much to do. And I'm very spread thin with my actual interests, let alone these responsibilities that are too big for me to fully grasp and it it really hurts it hurts me and I try to reach out to people I do I reach out to my friends and my family and again they're generally very well-meaning but they have their very specific ways of trying to address the problem without fully understanding the ways in which I need (laughs) the problem addressed And people have their own lives, you know, people have their own lives, which is why work is a thing. Paid labor is a thing. Like when you have a company, 
you need enough seed money to hire people because people don't want to do it for free. And that's kind of the position I'm in now. Like I would rather get a bank loan with the, on the premise of my personal brand and hire people to do these things that are beyond my ability. That's like where I'm at. And again, I don't even know how to do that. I don't even know how to register and then like walk into a bank, you know, like that's still something that's too much for me to fully grasp. And that's why I'm kind of floundering here, to be honest. That's why I I don't really have my production schedule in order. That's why nothing is really where it should be. And it drives me crazy. It like, it actually drives me crazy. Like I feel mentally unwell and unbalanced and off because of that. And, you know, like today I'm like throwing my hands up in the air. My internet doesn't work. Like my literal Wi-Fi is broken in my house, which is like absolutely unacceptable. And like my thoughts go in all sorts of directions. Do I go to a cafe? Do do I go to my friend's Shree's house? Do I uh, go to someone's house more local? And how would I call them and who would it be? Do I complain to my landlord and say that I want less, I want to pay less rent this month because no internet for a week is unacceptable. But that's tricky because the landlord is also dealing with my energy situation. So I have to respond to that email too. And I don't know if I want to have two open cases with my landlord. And I don't know how to be pushy and annoyed when I also need their help to resolve this other thing. You know, I don't know. And then I also think I should eat, you know, it's like 3 p.m. Like I should probably have lunch. But then if I have lunch, that'll take away the time that I need. Like I could be exporting photos and organizing things on the Internet while I'm cooking. But I can't because the Internet doesn't fucking work. You know, and like not only does the Internet not work, my flat is so I don't know what it is. It's an altabow. I don't know if it's like the concrete or some other uh, material where the signal doesn't even come in. So I don't even have data on my phone. I can't even make a phone call because my cell data doesn't work, which is why I use Wi-Fi calling in my flat. Like I feel, I feel like a (laughs) derelict bum, like a homeless person. Like it's cold in here. The radiator doesn't even turn on, even though it's like cold now. And obviously I'm overstating that. Like I'm very fortunate to have walls and light and electricity. Thank God. And hot water. But it's cold in here. And the I have no signal. I have no connection to the world. I'm able to record this podcast because it's just a mic into my computer recording. But I'm not able to publish it. I'll have to leave the house to publish this file, you know. So I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed with these tasks and I don't know how to resolve it. I feel like this is what scares me the most about aging, about entering a new phase in life. Like, I feel like I'm about to leave the prime of my life, which I think are like the late 20s and mid 30s, you know, like. I would say that's the prime of your life. And 
you have energy and you can do things, but you have to do them because once you don't do them and you start aging into like middle age, I guess it's called, which is very impossible for me to identify with right now still, like you won't have the cognizance and energy and temperament anymore to tackle these really big things and it makes so much sense now that people explain like get your life in order early get married have children early get those big things done you need energy to raise them never mind all the biological needs and stuff like if having kids you also need money which is why so many people don't do it or they wait but there's this other thing that society teaches, but it's not really society, it's counterculture, but that's become mainstream, and it's kind of pathetic to me. Don't worry about the future. Don't care. You can do anything. Just don't, just like have fun. Just, you know, listen to the media and the commercials, buy soda, party. Like, we're not encouraged to develop valuable life skills and get our lives in order the way that would bring us the most happiness the maximum happiness and we confuse temporary happiness instant gratification for being truly happy and almost everyone i know is like that we all feel good because we have fun but having fun isn't what really makes me feel good not really. It is, but it's fleeting, right? I mean, what really makes me feel good is to wake up thinking everything is in its right place. Everything in my life is in order. And even if I don't have everything I want, like a family, I'm ready because I have the skills, I have the um, stability, the financial stability, the emotional stability to take on this next thing. And I just don't feel that way at all. I feel like, man, there are huge gaps. Like there are parts of my life that absolutely stress me out. And if I like had to take care of a kid now, I don't know how I would do that, you know, frankly. Because I can't even deal with my own energy supplier, let alone all the stuff that kids need, which is obviously like a lot of nurturing and nutrition, but also then like finding a school enrolling a kid in school like I don't know how the hell to do that that's like a thing that you better know how to deal with administrative stuff and play these games <laughs> if you're going to take that on you know and it scares me that I can't and it just it makes me attracted to women that can do that very much like that didn't used to be attractive to me and it is now because it's like that's important in life if you can't someone better so it makes me think about partnerships and like complementary skill sets and this kind of stuff and yeah i'm very conscious of that but it's it's hard to get very far with that line of thought when your lifestyle is more like meeting up with friends and having drinks and talking about you know the mundanity of life and the details of ideas and, you know, 
whatever. It's like, it's just difficult. And I just need to take care of some things. (laughs) So I'm going to go do that. All right. Until next time. Ciao.